Hey, Reads and Weeds listeners. Yo. We're hey. back. We're back. This is Shelly Smith, and tonight we're recording at Fundamental Sound Co. in Ipsy, and we are reading a play that Brian Cox wrote, Ipsy Native, and I'm so excited because when I decided I wanted to read one of Brian's plays, um, we assembled a super cool cast in 24 hours, and they're all here. I can't wait for you to meet them. So, um, Brian Cox, you might remember we did, on episode 35, we did the Surrogate Initiative, which was a, like a sci-fi um, future, a, using AI in jury selection was the story. It's so nothing like what we're doing today. <laughs> It's completely different, but that was an awesome show. And um, we've got uh, the owner of a theater here. We've got actors here. We've got directors here. We've got comedians here. It's so super cool. So before we jump into the play reading, because I'm going to kind of let Brian take over, you know this is a show where we smoke weed and read books, and I often talk about criminal justice reform. So Hash Bash is coming up April 6th. 2024, the first Saturday in April, the way it is every year. And I know right now there are a lot of causes to get behind. There is no shortage of people to help and needs in the world. Um, But sometimes I feel very detached from them. Um, One of the ones that is helped by Hashbash, by the Hashbash treasure hunt, is the Redemption Foundation, because a very direct result of the drug war is... Lots and lots of people still in prison for cannabis. So the Redemption Foundation um, serves that population as well as the Great Lakes Expungement Network, um, which helps um, people expunge their records so they can get jobs, as well as Sons and Daughters United. So if you've always thought, hey, the hash bash sounds fine, but I don't know if that's all for me (laughs) on that day. Uh, You can do this treasure hunt where you go around and you hit all these places in Ann Arbor and get little free things and have kind of an Ann Arbor walkabout. And buying the treasure map funds those three organizations. So I participated last year on the first day, and it was a blast. So look, uh, you can find it on Redemption Foundation or Hashbash Treasure Hunt, um, and you would be supporting a good thing that is pretty tangible to try to help someone get out of jail or expunge their records. So that's that part out of the way. Um, Now let's move on to (laughs) the uh, Stone Dragon Soup play. So I'm here with the author, Brian Cox. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you for coming back and playing with me. And we have known each other. We realized... um, that we don't know when we met, correct? We don't know how we met. Yeah. How we met. It might have been when the storytelling. Brian runs a storytelling show. What's it called? Snapshot. Snapshot. And it's usually someone standing in front of a photo and they tell a story about the photo. And it's a great, wonderful show. I have gotten to do it before and I've been to a couple and they're great. Well, and people can check out your story. Um, we have it recorded. It's on. Really? Yeah, Absolutely. Oh my gosh, it was very dark because the power went off. The second night, the power went off. Oh, the second. The first night. Oh, the first night. I was like, how did you record it? You were fantastic. Oh, wow. Thank you. Very powerful story. I cannot remember. Oh, I do remember. I think I remember. 
I would like to see it so I can remember it. Wait, tell me where to find it. It's on um, uh, Pencil Point uh, YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Um, that's great. Well, the, he is the author of this, so in a minute I'm going to have him take it over. So before I do that, I want the cast to introduce themselves because it is just wonderful when you have a silly idea and a lot of people want to play and the people that show up to play are so cool. <laughs> so I threw it out on Facebook. Hey, does anyone want to have you know a, this night free to read this kids play? And all these awesome people showed up. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves and tell why they decided to jump in on this silly thing on a Tuesday night. Robert? Hey, this is Rob Papineau, director and playwright and actor and puppeteer all around the Detroit metro area. I heard about this. I spent my life in one kind of children's theater or another, and I know Brian from a children's theater. And uh, when I heard about this, I said, oh, such fun. So here we are. Let's go. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm Tommy Cook. I think I would just say performing artists. I love the performing arts, and that's why I'm here. So I'm really pumped. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, I guess it's me. Sorry. Yes, Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Dinah Tutin. I enjoy um, acting, singing, some writing. And I met Brian back in, I can't even remember what year, but... Um, he did a project called Fight Like a Girl, and it was a collaborative project, and we um, got together, wrote, and then we presented it on stage, and it was a lot of fun. Oh. And that's why when, you know, I saw the thing about, you know, Brian Cox, you know, he needs readers, and I'm like, okay, yep, I got to do it because it's one of Brian Cox's works. So here we are. Sweet. I'm Lori Atwood, and I own a childcare center in Ann Arbor called Children's Creative Center, and we do uh, two shows a year. My preschoolers put on a musical in the spring, and my summer campers, our elementary school kids, put on a musical in August. And so seeing a children's, hearing about a children's show that was funny was very intriguing to me. I also perform. I'm an actress, and I love to do comedy. So both things really uh, spoke to me, the children's show and also that it was funny. So I thought it would be something fun to do. Yay, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, everyone. And only a couple of these people even knew who I was. They just <laughs> showed up. It's so great. And um, Brian Cox, why don't you tell us how this adorable thing came to be? Because the last thing I read of yours was the, you know, AI legal sci-fi thing. Right. Yeah. So the, the surrogate initiative was, you know, amazingly back in 2020 was selected for um, the best American mystery stories anthology. So it's, um, and, and I, I've written, you know, I don't know, half dozen or, or more mystery based uh, short stories kind of in that genre. Um, I started writing kids plays for a friend, uh, Rebecca Grebe um, in Celine. She runs a junior theater program and uh, she wanted she asked me to write a play, and I did, and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done. And then um, eventually I ended up writing Stone Dragon Stew for her, and she said, you should send this to a publisher. She said, I, I think they would like it. And I did, and it was the easiest thing I ever sold. Um, and I realized because it was exactly what they were looking for because I'd been making them for Rebecca 
for, you know, a couple of years already. So it has 35 or 36 roles, names for everybody. Every kid has a line. Everybody gets a little joke or a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and so now it's been produced all across the country. Um, not all 50 states yet. Um, looking at wow. you. Alaska, Hawaii. Yeah, no. Alaska, what's uh, up? Come on. <laughs> um, Stone Dragon Stew over there. Do it. But um, but it also, this is the amazing thing, is that it's also uh, been produced at a uh, the American International uh, School um, uh, in Guangzhou, China. And they Those have... Those pictures were dope. They, the pic- they put pictures up of this production and... The production was great. It was just amazing to see. And it's also going to be produced in South Africa. Oh! Yeah. So I hope to see pictures of that too. Anyway, it's one of the most... It's one of the... I mean, it's just a little fun little yeah. play. But well, it, so, I had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs> yeah. So so Stone Soup is a little homily, homily like thing. You know, like you take a stone, you put it in there, and you say, where's the potatoes, whatever. Yep. But it's not hilarious, you know. Yes. This is funny. This is a different thing. But yeah. it's like, oh, I get it immediately. But, you know. But tell me about that. Like, yeah. did you... So what I did was I, I took, um, you know, stone soup. It's yeah. a, this Hungarian folktale that is about these people that... These three men that come into a village, and, and they say we should make soup. And everyone says, well, we don't have anything to make soup. And then these three uh, travelers kind of trick and cajole the villagers to contribute just one thing. Mm-hmm. to the, And before you know it, they've got soup and they've got... Uh, a celebration going on. Mm-hmm. So it's based on that folktale. And then I incorporated very, um, it's not heavily themed about COVID, but, but some COVID themes in there about oh, isolation and not yeah. being able to get, go outside and um, themes about community. And then I put in nights because I just figured nights are funny. Oh, and he, wait a minute, here's my question. Yeah. My other question was, <laughs> I wonder if he thought of the Sir Mix-a-Lot joke and then just built the entire play around that joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, one day he realized that Sirloins and Sir Mix-a-Lot could be night names and then he just ran with it. <laughs> yeah. No, they came later, but I was happy when they, the, the, yeah. the idea popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I would like a Sir Mix-a-Lot costume. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Tell us... Um, and sirloins would be fun to do too. <laughs> we so should all go to Halloween together it's and so dress in interpretations. So Let's do it. Let's Stones do it. are vegan too, right? <laughs> they That's are. why you can put it in any soup. Absolutely. They yeah. make an amazing broth. That's what I was Very, yeah. very earthy. Yeah. Earth, very earthy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially if you leave the good dirt on them. Oh, yeah. For nutrients. Um, Okay. <laughs> That's the important question I wanted to ask you was this or mix a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that you guys cannot see Brian because he's wearing his most photogenic shirt tonight. <laughs> so I'll just let your imagination run wild with that. Looks good. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It loves the camera. <laughs> can the you camera s- loves it. <laughs> can you say uh, how people can see that production, those pictures? Because it's really great. It is really great because they, they did. They took photographs of, 
of, of the end of the play, and they really went all out with costumes. And the dragon, of course, is this wonderful, beautiful Chinese dragon. Oh, that's yeah. Being, you know, it's a puppet. They're, 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 I think four or five students are, are operating it. And, um, um, and they have pictures backstage of the kids getting ready. They spent two months on this, working on this thing. Um, so where can they go to see those photos? Um, if they can go to the American International School of Guangzhou website or they can Google Stone Dragon Stew, American International School of Guangzhou. Okay. And um, it just looks like the kids have a blast. And let me just say before we go on, you know, I, uh, children's theater is, um, this is just a fun play. I mean, um, but I can see in their face the kids are having a great time. I love the idea of empowering them to make people laugh. I think that's fantastic. And with uh, Rob, who I way, way back when knew as Mr. Rob, because both my kids <laughs> uh, did shows with him, with um, Ipsy, Ipsy Youth, Youth Theater. Theater. And, um, you know, it really instilled in them a certain level of confidence and a certain, um, it, it brightened them, you know? I mean, it, 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 it took their their spirit in it and it made it shine and you know my son now is an actor in chicago also a drama teacher and my daughter's a, a nurse um in, at the pediatric uh, emergency department and while she didn't go into performance um she's performing for those kids those sick kids mm-hmm. and that and and so i i just would want to put that out there that if you have kids um even if you don't think they don't want to perform be on stage. My daughter didn't. She always wanted to be the sailor, you know, one of the sailors in the back. A tree. Uh, you know, a tree. <laughs> um, whereas Elijah was the opposite. He would, you know, give me the front. Um, but even if they don't want, even if it fe- even if they, you, you feel that they don't want to uh, be a stage star, um, think about getting them in a production. The people are amazing. The, the support of the the children, it's it's a it's a great, great experience. And so that Rob and Lori do this, it's important work, frankly, I think. And um they change they change kids' lives. So I don't know Amen. that Stone Dragon Stew will, but No, I'm one hundred percent for it. And yeah. I want to talk about this a little bit because I'm like, why wouldn't we take a minute and talk about this? Because one of the things I realized just doing Ann Arbor Civic Theater was I didn't have experiences like that growing up where where there's all ages, all working together all the time. You know, like it, we when we did Shrek, that cast was so great because it was so many different ages and shapes and sizes. And, and you have to learn how to deal with each other. Everybody has to learn how to deal with each other in weird circumstances, which I think is so valuable. And then I did a show. I do this holiday show every year at the Ark with Aaron Zindel and... One year we took that same cast and did a Mother's Day show, like a kid's show at the Ark. And we all, after it was over, just like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Let's build a stage. Let's set up a (laughs) studio. Let's get costumes. Because a kid's audience for a kid's music show is the greatest feeling. They are ready to rock. They appreciate you. They're expressing themselves. They're dancing. Nobody's holding back. You know, nobody's yeah. just sitting there when you're doing a kid's show. So you act different. You play different. It's, oh, it was the best. It was the best. So if any of you guys, by the end of this, want to form 
like a children's <laughs> theater <laughs> in my apartment or this room or whatever, I'm down. <laughs> so just have a green screen I'm not using. Let's do it. i got puppets galore. Well, we can do this for Let's Halloween rock. and then perform it. Oh, right? that's true. My gosh. <laughs> but I would love to hear from um, Laurie and Robert, because you've done so much in theater, either about the importance of theater or about how, you know, what's important for a kid's play to work. Oh, yes. I'm... I this is my thirtieth year um, of having my program, Woo-hoo. and we started the first year with a musical. And uh, in the summertime, my summer camp kids put on a musical which supports our trust, which supports homeless and underprivileged ch- children with scholarships and food and groceries and car repairs and things like that. So the kids put on the musical to help other kids, um, and every child that comes to summer camp is in the musical. It doesn't matter if you've ever done anything before, if you have any talent or not. Um, We do it because I think the experience of having kids on stage together is very similar to being on a sports team. It's the same kind of feeling. You are committed. You're working together for some common goal. You support each other. And the kids learn so much that I think that I, I would say that the maybe a very small percentage of the kids that have gone through my program really go on to do theater professionally. But that's not why I do it. I do it because it gives them self-confidence. It gives them the understanding of what it means to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. It gives them a sense of importance. Uh, It gives them an opportunity to do something that I always wished I had had when I was little and I didn't, which was why when I opened my school, I said that was going to be one of my big priorities, that every child had a chance to sing and be on stage and perform in front of an audience that adores them. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing better than being five or six years old and standing on a stage and have an audience roar for you and cheer for you and accept you and enjoy what you're doing. So I think it changes kids' lives. And mm-hmm. not that they're going to go on to perform, but it makes them have a sense of self and a sense of confidence that they wouldn't get any other way. Mm-hmm. Amen. What say ye? I say, gee, why don't you leave me something to say? <laughs> 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 no, I will tell you, the miracle that I see is... Kids who are embarrassed or shy or timid or held back or just feel very small or maybe aren't really very mature for their age even, it gives them a big activity to participate in and a lot of other people all around them to serve as examples and they can feel that they fit in. And so I'll throw a tip at you if you haven't done this. When I encounter a child who really kind of feels they don't fit in, I might even talk to them right face to face and say, do you feel like you're the oddball? Maybe you are, and maybe that's where you fit in. Right. It's way okay to just be who you are. Mm-hmm. And kids loosen up, and then, especially after they've done a show or two and they learn how it's all going and what it's about, they really open up and talk about confidence. They just know they'll be able to do a thing when they approach it. Even if it's something they've never done before, well, let's jump in and do it and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I love to see kids grow up like that. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Um, you know, our preschool musical, our children that are two and a half through five. So that is, <laughs> is quite an experience. Um, so cute. And then by the time they're, you know, they're done with the summer musical, which ends after you finish fifth grade, you you don't perform. You go on into an intern program at our school. 
but you could have done by the age of 10, you know, seven shows. You know, you've been in a lot of shows or maybe even more, which is what a great experience that is for them to do the preschool musical and move on to doing the summer musical. And um, it's just a wonderful sense of camaraderie and support. And uh, and they love it. Uh, they, they It's really it's the highlight of their summer. And we had one little boy who was uh, bullied a lot at school. He was a um, little bit on the spectrum and looked different, uh, was bigger than the other kids. He talked a little different. And uh, he came to our summer camp. Um, and the first show he did, he was a star. He just absolutely loved it and did all kinds of things on the stage and had solos and he's a totally different child now mm-hmm. he's a totally different child he is popular he's confident he enjoys his difference he embraces who he is mm-hmm. it changed his life um and i think that's what it can do for kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. heck yeah mm-hmm. and grown-ups i'm sitting here going like oh this is where it all started yeah. <laughs> but i didn't my school my town didn't have anything i did my first play i mean i took dancing and things like that I was always dancing from real tiny but there was no theater well let's until, go yeah Let's go where? Let's go there and we'll open one up. Oh, yeah. Well, now it's grown. Now it's grown. Now it's huge. But I did the first play there was when I was a senior. I was in it and it was just a series of monologues. Mm -hmm. And and when I got to college, I remember thinking, oh, everyone's so far ahead of me. Everyone is so far ahead of me. That's how I felt too. They had been to, uh, oh, well, I did summer stock and I did this and I did this and I played this. And they had uh, like a resume by the time they got to college. Oh, yeah. And I was just barely wandering in. So it was like the oddball in the crew of oddballs. (laughs) (laughs) Dinah, did you grow up doing... Um, doing community theater and stuff like that? Actually, no. I was a band kid at first. Um, I played flute and piccolo for years. And then my senior year of high school, for some reason, something said they were having, um, they were doing a musical. They were doing Lil Abner, actually. And I kept telling myself, go audition, go audition. And I kept chickening out until literally the final day of auditions. And I finally kicked myself in the butt and said, all right, you go. So I auditioned and I got into ensemble. And, you know, I had a really good time. You know, still, I mean, the the people that I was in the show with, we still talk to this day. And, of course, it's, you know, 30 years later. (laughs) But, um, you know, and then I did the senior show. And then I I went to college and I studied drama studies for four years so my degree was in drama and then I started doing that's then in the late 90s I started doing community theater yeah and I'm from New York originally so that's where I was you know doing all my theater and then I moved out here 20 some years ago and I've uh, been doing theater out here since and the vet people like said like Brian and Rob and yeah so that was my journey how fun. Wait, I don't want to leave Tommy out, and then we'll get started. Oh, no. I was just going to say I love Little Abner. <laughs> I love Little Abner. <laughs> That's enough. I love That's Little enough. Abner, too, but I don't... Nobody has, nobody produces it anymore, really. At least I haven't seen anyone do it for years. I think it's time. I think so. that there's a yearning for it, obviously, in this room, if this room is any representation. I grew up doing theater. I was so incredibly spoiled. My sister... Actually, did theater, and uh, she's always been like my role model. Like, mm. she's the coolest. But so I got into theater and just 
kept doing it. She mm-hmm. would, yeah. Tommy was Danny in Greece. I was. Oh, oh, I, had hair, <laughs> I had hair senior year. <laughs> I had hair. <laughs> a little bit left, you know. Well, that was my um, senior year of high school. That was the senior show. It was Greece. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's love a classic. it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all that we're going to read this. Okay. We're going to read this, listeners. This is where we're all accepting and forgiving. (laughs) 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 Because we're all playing several silly characters and we might um, try to use accents. We might try to sound silly and and don't worry about it too much. (laughs) Just roll with it. Just roll with it. But um, Brian, do you want to kind of set it up? Set up the basics of it and and then tell us, maybe read it, read us in. Yeah. Okay. I will. Um, so there's this village, and it's called Near Here, and they have a problem. And their problem is that there is a stone dragon um, that has been dropping stones from the sky um, for just months and months. And if you go out without wearing some head protection, a helmet oh, or something, should be wearing helmets. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, you run the risk of getting hit in the head with one of these stones and getting rendered unconscious or maybe suffering a concussion. And so um, so the people feel they've been trapped in their in their homes for a long time and they want this dragon to go away. Mm-hmm. So they hold a uh, kind of a town meeting and um, somebody comes up with the idea that, well, if we have a dragon that we want to get rid of, you know, we need knights. Mm-hmm. So they... Uh, get some volunteers that are going to go out and search for knights who are willing to uh, fight this dragon. And um, that's that's essentially scene one. We're going to start at scene two okay. um, where um, uh, they are, the knights have, have, have wandered, are, are heading out, or the, the volunteers are heading out to find the knights. So it's, uh, and I'll, I'll just kind of read some of the stage directions. Okay. Uh, scene two, lights up in front of the curtain. Uh, the narrators enter, as well as uh, baker, bookseller, cheesemaker, and bard and fiddler. They enter from the back of the house or different directions and move through the audience, ad-libbing to audience members, do you know any knights? Hey, do you know if there are any knights nearby? Are you a knight? Etc. And so the brave volunteers from the village journeyed throughout the land, traveling north, south, east, and west, through forests, across deserts, or Around swamps and over mountains. They grumbled a lot and often wished they had not volunteered. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. grumble. But they continued on, searching for a night to save them. Because all they wanted more than anything in the world was for life to return to to normal. normal. The narrators exit as one by one baker, bookseller, and cheesemaker make their way on stage and then off left and right. Bard and Fiddler are the last on stage, just as Sir Savannah and Squire Sonny enter on stick horses and approach the brothers. Whoa! Good morrow, fair travelers. Where is to be the bound? Oh, hello. We are in search of a knight who can help us. Do you know where we could find one? Thou hast the greatest of fortune this day, for I am Sir Savannah. Knight of the South, how mightest I be of service to y'all? First, how do we know you're really a knight? Doth thou not hear the way I 
speaketh? He definitely sounds like a knight. Definitely. And doth thou not see my gallant steed? He definitely has a gallant steed. Definitely. And hath I not an able squire? Good morrow. Truly, I am an able squire. He definitely looks like an able squire. Definitely. Okay, I'm convinced you're a knight. You'll do. Wonderful. Now, what can I do for y'all? We need your help to fight a dragon that is attacking our town and dropping stones on our heads. Uh, a dragon, thou sayest. True, truly, thou, thou hast great fortune this day, for I am the greatest dragon slayer in all the land. Truly, Lord Savan is the greatest dragon slayer in all the land. Lead the way, y'all. Sir Savannah, Knight of the South, is at thy service. Great! This was easier than I thought it'd be. Definitely. Bard and Fiddler start to lead Sir Savannah and Squire Sonny off. Dastardly dragon! Thou days art numbered. End of scene two. Scene three. Curtain up. The village of near here. New stones litter the streets. The butcher, grocer, hat maker, candy maker, and farmer pick up the stones and put them in a pile and... Or move them off. They all wear helmets. This is the third time this week the dragon has dropped rocks on us. When is this going to end? Who knows? Every time I think it might be over, here it comes again. And then another person gets hits on the head. All I know is it's gone on way too long. I can't wait for it to be over. Me too. I just want to be able to go outside without a helmet and not worry about getting hit on the head with a dragon stone. We just have to stay positive. It'll be over one day. Everything will return to normal. Ah, normal. I hope you're right. Until then, I guess all we can do is keep being as safe as we can. Wow. Good job clearing away the stones. I like to see everyone working together. Hear ye, hear ye. Good job, everyone. It wasn't everyone, Mayor. It was just us. If it had been everyone, it would have gone a lot faster. Oh, well, there's always next time. That's what we're afraid of. There won't be a next time, Mayor. We've returned with a night to solve our problem. Yay! The greatest dragon slayer in all the land. We present... Sir Savannah, Knight of the South, and his able squire, Sonny. Sir Savannah and Squire Sonny enter confidently on their stick horses and wave to villagers. Tell everyone my idea worked, and Bard and Fiddler are back with brave Sir Savannah to save us all. Hear ye, hear ye, Bard and Fiddler are back, and they've brought brave Sir Savannah to save us all. Greetings, y'all. Fear no more. Your days of being plagued by the ferocious beast are at an end. I, Sir Savannah, shall rid y'all of the terror. Fare thee well, y'all. We are off to slay the dragon. Have fun slaying the dragon. <laughs> slay the dragon. 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 It's 
finally going to be over. Elated villagers continued to chant, slay the dragon. Slay the dragon! Slay the dragon! When suddenly Sir Savannah cries out from off stage, then, then gallops on with his stick horse. The villagers' chant fades out as Sir Savannah blazes by them and off stage, exiting through the audience, screaming in terror. Squire Sonny rides his stick horse on and rushes to Mare. That's a very big dragon. Rides off stage and through the audience after Sir Savannah. There is a stunned silence, followed by a sound effect. <laughs> All but the butcher duck nervously and hurry off. What are we going to do now? And then a stone flies on stage. The butcher butcher yelps and rushes off. Curtain, end of scene three, scene four. Lights up before the curtain. Baker enters whistling Puff the Magic Dragon, or another dragon song. Sir Hollywood and Squire Oscar ride stick horses on from the back of the house through the audience. Sir Hollywood chants, I am a knight. Squire Oscar chants, he is a knight. I am a knight. He is a knight. I am a knight. He is a knight. Well, I am a knight on my way to the tourney. My squire helps me carry things onto the journey. I tend to his knees and take care of his steed. He does, he does a fine job and he's excellent, Squire. But my armor is heavy and I'm starting to perspire. Oh, no. Oh, he's a knight and he lost a fight. Oh, I'm a knight, knight of the West. <laughs> We're a knight but and I'm a squire, squire in search, in search of, of, a of a quest. quest. <laughs> Excuse me, did you just say you're a knight? Indeed I didst, Sir Hollywood at your service, the most credited knight of the West. I have many credits to my name, and this beeth my squire. And did I hear right that you're in search of a quest? Indeed thou didst. We are on a quest for a quest. (laughs) Does fighting a dragon qualify as a quest? (laughs) Indeed, it most certainly doth. How, how I have desired to fight a dragon. Hmm. Then do I have a quest for you. Follow me. That's my cue. I will prepare a press release for all the town criers. Hear ye, hear ye, Sir Hollywood to star in a dragon slaying. (laughs) Oh, I'm a knight and a noble one. I'm off to slay a dragon. My name will go down in legend and lore. This is the lore I was born for. All exit as lights fade to black. End of scene four, scene five. Curtain up, Baker enters the deserted village of near here. Hello? Anyone around? Hey, where is everybody? Farmer hesitantly emerges from behind a wall. (laughs) They're afraid to come out. The dragon has been coming three times a day. Well, tell them they can come out now. I found a knight to defeat the dragon. We've heard that before. Hey, everyone, come out. The baker found a different knight. Villagers slowly enter from all directions. You found a knight to help us just like I planned? I sure did, Mayor. He should be here any minute. I hope he's braver than the first one. 
Sir Hollywood enters with Squire Oscar riding their stick horses. Hail, first citizens of Nearware. Fear not. <laughs> Sir Hollywood has arrived. <laughs> there will be time for photographs later. <laughs> Where might I find the dragon I should slay? All villagers point off simultaneously. Very well. First, I must warm up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the big, beautiful balloon burst. The big, beautiful balloon burst. A bragging, a bragging baker baked black bread. Oh, yeah, I'm warming up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the bragging baker black, baked black bread. Oh, it's I'm hard. almost ready. The bagging... The bragging baker baked black bread. Okay, yes. uh, yeah, all right. Now I'm ready to perform. Come, Oscar. Come, Oscar. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Let us compete this quest. Oh, I'm a knight and I love to fight. It won't be long before the dragon's gone. My name will go down in legend and lore. This is the role I was born for. He exits with, uh, with Oscar. <laughs> long pause, then a sound effect. Roar! The dragon roars as villagers cover their ears against the noise. Suddenly, Sir Hollywood's helmet flies on and rolls across the stage in front of villagers. That's not a good sign. Sir Hollywood's stick horse is thrown on. That's not a good sign either. Finally, the knight's sunglasses are spit on. That's definitely not a good sign. Squire Oscar rides on hurriedly and goes to the mayor. That is... Is a very big, very hungry dragon. He gallops down from the stage and off through the audience. Uh, I guess it was a role Sir Hollywood was dying to play. Oh. <laughs> we are doomed. Stop saying that. It's annoying, even if it's true. Maybe bringing in a knight wasn't such a brilliant idea after all. I have returned with the knight. <laughs> Perfect. Timing. The Knight of the North says he is the bravest knight anywhere. But the Knight of the South told us he was the bravest knight anywhere. And the Knight of the West told me he was. What happened to them? The last we've seen of you all is Knight of the South and his squire. They was by falling it out of here. And the Knight of the West had to uh, leave for lunch. <laughs> Let's hope your knight fares better. They can't all be wrong about being the bravest. I'm starting to think maybe they can. <laughs> Sir Mackinac enters with Squire Snowball riding their stick horses. <laughs> hey there, folks. Sir Mackinac is here to save the day. I'm the bravest knight on both sides of the bridge. What do you think about that, eh? You sure don't sound like the knight we met. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Y you are. S sorry about that. Uh, sometimes I forget the proper knight etiquette. Good morrow, gentle folk. Tis I, Sir Mackinac, distinguished knight of the north, here to rescue thou fair village from the dreaded dragon that doth terrorize thee. Is that better? Much, thank you. Beside me rides my trustworthy squire, Snowball. Together we have fought and won many battles. 
mostly me. So, yeah, done my fair share of fighting, Sir Mackinaw. Of course thou hast. Square snowball, of course thou hast. We make it a formidable team. But it's mostly just me. <laughs> you look like you could handle a sword, Sir Mackinaw. Good peasant, thou flatter me. There is none more accomplished with a sword than I. Oh, yeah? How many dragons you fought? How many dragons have I fought? Well, that is a difficult question. Let me see. That would be zero. Aye, zero. That is correct. We are doomed. Do not lose faith, knaves. A dragon is but a trifle to a knight such as I. Now point me to its lair, and I shall dispatch it forthwith. Just follow the footprints of the other two knights. Aha! Where others hath failed, Sir Mackinaw shall overcome. Onward! Squire Snowball! Yay! 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 Come on, everyone. Be more positive. Sir Mackinaw is a fearless knight, and I'll know he'll slay the... Ah! See? I I bet that was the dragon hitting the ground. Sounded more like a stop. Squire Snowball rushes on, dragging behind him a flattened paper body of Sir Mackinac. <laughs> that is a very big and heavy dragon, eh? <laughs> Squire Snowball drags Sir Mackinac's flattened body off. I think he might want to change his name from Sir Mackinac to Sir Pancake. He did crave flattery. So what are we going to do now? Nobody can defeat the dragon. We are doomed. Stop saying that. We are not doomed. We can't give up hope. Tell everyone not to give up hope. Hear ye, hear ye. Do not give up hope. We cannot give up hope. Tell them things will get better. The dragon won't be here forever. Hear ye, hear ye. Things will get better. The dragon won't be here forever. The dragon roars. And all but the candy maker uh, cower and scurry off. We are doomed. End of, <laughs> end of scene five. Well done, you guys. That was really oh fun. my gosh. Well, now, that was a lot of fun. now that I know about the north, south, east, west, and the COVID thing, I really want to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get it all now. Yeah. Well, you know, and then it ends when uh, they bring in. The, they they discover Sir Loins, who's not a knight but a a great chef. Yeah. And so, uh, Sir Loins uh, saves the day because it turns out that Stone Dragon, Stone Dragons, um, you know, they just they just are looking for somebody to have uh, a little, a little food with. Yeah. They're looking to eat with people. Yeah. You know, they're lonely too. Yeah. No lunch date. No lunch date. <laughs> <laughs> And we did, there was a pancake callback. Yeah. There was a pancake callback. A pancake and callback. for the listeners, if you had trouble um, understanding all the different characters, it's because we were performing as if we had all been hit in the head with rocks. <laughs> 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 so it was actually really good because, uh-huh. because in preparation for this, we all actually threw rocks at each other's heads. So <laughs> just to be, be real. 
That was so fun. It was. You guys did great. You know, one of the things is that um, I do, I, I really do enjoy, you know, putting words in there that might seem like big words for kids and they, you know, they get them, they nail them. But one of the things that's fascinating is because they did this in China, and I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how they took out took these regional jokes that I we've built in. You know the the Uper and the Sir uh, Savannah from the South and whatnot. I don't know how they. I know that they spent a lot of time making it multicultural, and that they um, worked with the Chinese language department in the school to to interpret the text. So mm-hmm. it would have been. Fa- I, I don't know the answer, but it would be fascinating to see how did they, you know, how did they translate. Uh, Sir Mackinac. You know. Oh yeah, it would be so fun to get a copy of the script oh, in Chinese. Oh yeah. my gosh, that I would, would be so. Well, and still. then you would have to translate it back into English <laughs> to see what they did. <laughs> right. yeah. I wonder what tongue twisters they used because I'm still trying to read this over. The bragging baker baked black bread. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we got it. That's yeah. a hard one. Let's yeah. do it again. <laughs> but that I know, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, coach us up. Let's get the Uper <laughs> accent down. Let's let's really ramp up Sir Hollywood. Let's do that. It would be so fun. Fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so any questions about the text from our from our actors? Oh, so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we want to go? Yeah. So do you think it's it, like would you like to see it just kids doing it or just being performed for kids or you don't care? No, I saw I saw it actually. My friend produced it in in Celine, so I was able to see kids do it. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. one of the things that I I like about children, at least the plays that that, that I write uh, for my friend, is I like incorporating jokes that they know that they can see, and then also jokes that maybe they don't know that yeah. are there for, kind of for the adults. Yeah. Um, I like uh, giving them. Um, challenges, you know, and so accents, then they, and, uh, I mean, they rose to the occasion. I mean, so when you see a kid trying to do a Southern accent or you see a kid doing a, you know, an upper, uh, a Uper accent, it's, it's hilarious. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so much, it's so much fun. And they loved, uh, I can tell you the huge laugh, the biggest laugh is when, um, he gets stomped and they bring the him flat. out. The flat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids in the audience that's lost so their funny. minds. Oh, my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would love to see how you make that. I bet props departments have a grand time so having what they, fun with that. In the one production you know, I saw, what they did was they had it, a, you know, it was just like a, a cardboard cutout of the... Of, uh, the, the same the, costume The, the same costume, Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's yeah. adorable! Oh, they, they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I'm I'm thinking too is it'd be so much fun for kids just because there's the dragon and rocks being thrown on stage and you know things being thrown and you know all of that nonsense, but also, yeah, that it, it, understanding now the this is going to save us, that's going to save us, that's going to save us, and it just keeps happening and we're scared and everybody wearing helmets and. I totally get, I get it now. Like, I think adults would get it. Do the adults just get that part or do do you think that's overt or? No, yeah, I, I think they get it. I mean, I think, um, I, I, I think the adults love, an adult audience is a wonderful audience for mm-hmm. kids because they, 
come in loving their kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. So all you have to do is is, is entertain their if kids. you can give their kid and, and I do in the script, I try really hard to give every kid, regardless of the role, whether it's just a few lines, I try to give them something that they think they a way for them to make somebody laugh, for them to feel that's their bit. And to and and I try and write it so that some characters have that might be a little older or or more experienced have more lines but there's also you can also have a character that just has a few lines i i wrote one in the in the play that i have coming out next there's one character and all they have is one word throughout the play so if you have somebody that has a memory you know they all that he has to do or she has to do is say uh this one word until the end, of course, when they say a different word and that's where it gets the laugh. And I saw the kid do that and he loved his moment. He oh, loved yeah. it. Oh so. my God, Brian. So fun. It's so cool to like read the script with all of you too. Like the act outs help so much compared to different books. Mm-hmm, so it was really mm-hmm. cool to like read it out loud with all you guys and hear how the different characters are portrayed. We did 30 characters in like... I know. <laughs> I when love like, the, the Lori. And the Lori all, scene. <laughs> Lori oh v. Man, Lori. That was so good. <laughs> oh, it's Classic. fun. And it's fun to think about doing all the little accents and having little toy horses yeah. and, and yeah. sound effects. And it's almost like, ladies and gentlemen, this is the abridged version of Stone Dragon's Studio. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. It's, it's very cute. So hopefully we'll see it popping up everywhere. And if, and yeah. if somebody happens to be listening and they want to do it in their little school or whatever, how does that work? What do they do? Yeah, they should go to uh, Pioneer Drama Service. Uh, that's the publisher. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you That's know, how you do you, it? you get it from there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm actually not sure how it works financially, but <laughs> okay. yeah, you, you get it from that. You order it from them and I think you can get samples of the script and, um, yeah. And it. if you're nearby, I would like to play a role. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's so it, it's been produced in, in Michigan, I think in three or four different cities. Escanaba, oh. it was done up in Escanaba, I remember. Mm. Um, it's been done in New York. It's been done California. I'm uh, Really, all over the place, uh, and I, you know, I you can just tell you that it's. I've had other stuff published and that's been received well and whatever, and but this one, just the idea that there are kids that are laughing mm. at at, yeah. at this stuff, it, good feeling. It's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling. Yes, yes. Keep it up. Mm. Make more fun, cute plays. <laughs> I love it. So. That was great. So I want to kind of wrap up with just since we've got such a star squad here, does anybody have anything coming up interesting that they want to talk about? New When's works? your spring show? When's your spring we show, haven't dis- Laurie? The spring show is the last weekend in May, okay. but we haven't picked the show yet. We pick it. Um, I read various stories to kids and then the one that they keep asking me to read over and over and over again nice. is usually the one I select and then I I uh, select music to go with it I just pick the I pick the story and then I just add music to it so it becomes a musical that's sweet oh, so I love that fun. how cool so that's when I was reading this I thought hmm <laughs> I could add music to yeah, this there's... and it becomes, you know, Stone Dragons <laughs> do the musical. Well, there's, there are songs in there. Yeah. There's already songs. Yeah. 
and little chants and things. So I don't think it would be that hard. Yeah. Well, and, and we, yeah, we should talk, Lori, because I, I do that for my friend Rebecca. She does the same thing. I'll write. And she'll tell me, like, these are the six songs yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. And then I'll write to that. That's so. great. Yeah. And if, so you just, cool. if you let me know how many kids you got, everybody gets rolled. <laughs> you were awesome. talking earlier about, like, doing a production together mm-hmm. and, like, how you get connected with the cast. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting by, like, some music instruments. And I'm just thinking, like, you become a band for like a certain time. Yeah. Oh, it's You're hanging great out with fun. people of all ages and all backgrounds. It's great. And fun. then that band breaks up, but you still mm-hmm. have like those experiences. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny when you were saying it's like being in sports. It's like being in sports. And I thought, yeah. And I was always bruised for some reason. <laughs> like I'm home from <laughs> rehearsal and like what, yeah. what's, all, what's wrong with my legs? It's like, oh, yeah, I had to climb over that refrigerator in that one scene. <laughs> and then that guy has to run into me like three times in that other scene. So yeah. I'm always damaged from mm-hmm. theater or falling. Yeah. Like in Hair, you do that reverse war scene that goes back and forth. Yeah. And we were all so messed up. Or climbing on things in the dark, falling on each other. And we, we it was just a funny running joke that we were injured like a sports yeah. team. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? We're like... Theater. <laughs> Theater. Yeah. So um, you are writing another play right now? Another kid's I play? I just finished one. It's called Lucy and the Dynamic Duo Academy. Oh, my God. And it's about a young girl that has a superpower, doesn't know what it is, and gets into this academy to find out. Oh, that's fun. I love those. Yeah. I love those secret academy things, wizard <laughs> school, all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Well, the, you know, and with this one, because they're they're rehearsing it right now, so it'll go up, I think, in later this month or for early in March. So, okay. um, but if you fold in enough of these, which is what I tried to do, they're they're not. Um, I'm not stealing from Harry Potter to be very clear, but but they're like they're, they're like. Um, there's a lot of there nods schools. to it, you There's know. There nods to the, schools, the Harry though. Potter and and yeah. to um, a movie called Sky High. I don't know if anybody Sky knows. High, yeah, sure. Um, and the kids love that. They love where they can find these little what they call them now um, Easter eggs or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. So we'll be on the lookout for the Children's Creative Center musical and Brian's new play that. Can just anybody come to that play? Yeah, anybody okay. can just come. It okay. helps a lot if you know somebody, in, uh, you know, a kid in the, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you can certainly but go. But just you can be just a middle-aged creeper woman. <laughs> just like, I heard there was a show. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, vol- I'll, I'll usher or something yeah, to be, be respectable. Yeah. yeah. Dino, do you have anything coming up that you want to shout out about? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of things. Well, one, I just started rehearsals for on uh, Monday. Um, it's called Club Paradise. I do believe they're going to be doing oh, yeah. their show in um, April. We're still finding out details as we go along. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, started rehearsals, and I've worked with the director before. And, and you know, it's a fun thing. And then Where Mother's... Where is that one? Uh, that one... It's going to be in Detroit. I'm not exactly sure where. Like I said, we're still working out details and finding out things. Okay. So there's Who's directing that. Um, my friend Zay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And um, there's also going to be, um, well, I'm doing, it's Mother's Day, I do believe that's going to be, a murder mystery called Cafe Murder. And that's going to be at the International Institute. At, that's on Kirby in Detroit as well. So we started our rehearsals for that. So. Oh, and uh, Yeah. So, oh, yay. Yep. How cool. Tommy, you got anything coming up? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing a festival out in Miamisburg. Oh, that's right. Week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, we're trying to break a Guinness World Record of the longest continuous stand-up comedy show. Um, How long do you have to go? It, it's got to be 81 hours straight. <laughs> oh, my. Uh-huh. I host for four hours one day. Wow. Um, but I can't, like, do filler as host. It's, like, act and act and time. And then, uh, yeah, my, my set's at 6 in the morning, and my set has to be 15. It's going to be my first 15, so. 6 in the morning, that's primo time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I, was my thought. People need to laugh. I said I wanted know? the Hendrix slot. Like, <laughs> act like Woodstock. <laughs> Because, like, he just, like, played Star Spangled Banner with the sunrise. I'm like, sure. I want to do something like that. But they gave me a work day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a vacation. Right, so. right. You'll see some, you know what? Whoever shows up for that is meant to be there. They're your <laughs> fan. Yeah. You're meant to be there. And it might be good to have something to offer them. It's cool to be. Chocolate-covered espresso beans. It's cool to explore whiskey, that, like that. Like southern Morning Ohio things. area. Like. We have, like, a really cool performing arts area here. Mm-hmm. And I've only been, like, diving into the stand-up in Dayton and Cincinnati. But, like, I would love to see, I don't know, if they know about Stone Dragons, too. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's really cool to know that we're out there performing and we're doing that tonight. So thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, thank you. Robert, anything you want to shout out? What do I want to shout out? It's yeah. been interesting. A couple of years I did a big adaptation of Lisa Strada and staged that. Woohoo! Wow. Yeah, the first ever sex comedy, Lisa Strada. Yeah, where like was back that? To college. That's the it? one where the women all go on strike until the men end the war. Um, yeah. oh. You know, strike with a capital wink. Yeah, oh. and I did an adaptation of Around the World in eighty days, where seven people play everybody. It was a riot, and then I have a puppet show coming up uh, in two days, Friday, out in Macomb at the library. Everybody come. Oh. Very cool. Twelve thirty in the afternoon. Robert, <laughs> where did you do those, do those adaptations? Uh, in Livonia. Okay, and and where would I keep track of that? Because I I can't believe I missed either one of those. Barefoot Theater, which is not there now. Oh, okay. So, you know, watch my face. And okay. I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. I'll try I, to I was in Lysistrata. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh wow. And I had to give Diana props. Give her strange things to do, and Diana will jump in and do anything. <laughs> she will try it and make it work. It was awesome. That's what her cards say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do strange things. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Hi, my name is Dinah. I do strange, strange things. things. Thank yeah. you. Yep. yep. And then we did Lisa Strata again with Planet Ant, and uh, Rob came. I came to see. see that was a whole different adaptation. That was yeah. interesting. Oh, you did two different ones? Yes. Oh, I want to hear all about Strata. that. <laughs> We should talk about that. Yeah, you I want to talk about that. I <laughs> yeah, want to hear that. you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was so great, you guys. Mm. Um, man, thank you so much for jumping in. I can't believe you guys all jumped in for this. And thank you, Taylor, for um, making the time available for us and everything. So nice. And um, thanks for listening to Reeds and Weeds. Good night. <laughs>